welcome to Tomcat Tales. I'm your host, Mark Maynard, and this podcast will take an insider's look at Ashland Tomcat sports history. We'll talk to some of the personalities who built the Tomcat tradition in every sport. And today, we're talking to the man who epitomizes Ashland Tomcat football. Of course, that would be Herb Conley. Herb, welcome to the show. Well, thank you for those great uh, words and the comments, but I'm not sure they're all uh, that as good as the your way you're talking here. <laughs> but uh, I'm glad to be here, and I hope we can get, get a lot going and talk about this uh, great tradition we've uh, built over the years, and I think people really enjoy it. I think so. Herb will help us kick this off uh, by visiting with us for the first 10 episodes, and we're going to take a look at each of the nine seasons that he coached the Tomcats from 1968 to 1976, and then we'll talk about his Tomcat playing career from 1956 to 58. Uh, we'll be starting today with that 68 season, and the, that year the Tomcats finished 7-3-1 and in 27-year-old Herb Conley's first season as head coach. Uh, now, help us to, to, to help us set the tone for this. I, I've got a few th- events that happened in 1968, Herb. Uh, the Vietnam War was in, in full bloom. Uh, Martin Luther King was shot and killed in Memphis, and, you know, we know the ramifications of that. Uh, Robert Kennedy, who was, he was gaining a lot of momentum as a presidential candidate at that time, was assassinated. And uh, Richard Nixon eventually was elected president that November in 1968. But, and you might remember some of this entertainment, uh, I, although you were in, pretty much engulfed in football, I know. But uh, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, it debuted on NBC in 1968. The Beatles released on their Apple label, Hey Jude, and it was the first uh, big release in the U.S., and it became the longest song to hit number one on Billboard's Hot 100. And this one was kind of interesting, I thought. 60 Minutes debuted in 1968 on CBS been a long run for them. In sports, the Packers defeated the, the Raiders 33-14 in Super Bowl II. Elvin Hayes and Houston snapped UCLA's 47-game winning streak in the Astrodome in January. It was the first college game played on such a stage like that, and it really, it really boosted college basketball. The Bruins got the revenge later in March. They beat Houston 101-69 to in the national semifinals. And then they trounced North Carolina 78 to 55 in the finals behind Lou Alcindor, who scored 34 points later to be Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm. Arthur Ashe won the U.S. Open, becoming the first black man to win a Grand Slam tennis tournament. The Detroit Tigers beat the uh, St. Louis Cardinals in the World Series, and O.J. Simpson of USC was the Heisman Trophy winner in 1968. So that's just a few things that happened that really, uh, when you think about that, it really turns the clock back. That's 52 years. So I'm going to ask you to kind of turn the clock back too. Tomcats were coming off their 1967 state championship season, 13 and or yeah, 13 and one, and you lost about two dozen seniors. And uh, of course, Jay Callum was the head coach. Moorhead uh, offers him an assistance job that eventually became the head coaching job after uh, Guy Penny resigned unexpectedly, and. Uh, how did it how did it play out that you became the head coach of the Tomcats? Well, after uh, Jake was uh, you know offered the job first to, to be his assistant coach, and then uh, the the head coach left, resigned out there, and then uh, they offered Jake the job. Well, I, I remember Jake drove back from Moorhead, and when he came back, uh, he came into office and he asked me. He said, "I got some questions for you." He said, uh, you know, I've just been to Moorhead and talked to him about the assistant job, but a big surprise. 
that uh, Coach uh, Penny had resigned, and he was going, uh, they asked him if he'd be interested in the head job. And he said, I'm not sure if I'll get this or not, but uh, I, I told him yes. And he, he told me, he said, would you be interested in taking this job? I said, yes. He said, but, but before that, would you like to go with me to Moorhead? And I said, well, Coach, I, I'd rather take this Ashland job than have it here. It's my home school where I played. My family lives here. My wife's family lives here. So, you know, I, I would really like to give it a shot. And if you're down there for a long time, I may come down, you know, and be the opportunity may still be there. And he said, okay. He said, I'll go down and see uh, Mr. Shadows, who was the uh, superintendent of Ashland at the time. And uh, believe it or not, he goes down and talks to Mr. Shadows, and he comes back later, and he said, I think you're going to get the job. And But he didn't say I was going to get it. He said he thought I could get the job. And I said, well, I'd appreciate it. So then they go on and hire Moorhead. They hire Jake. And uh, he takes the job. And then uh, Jake comes back after he takes the job, said, I got it. said, you, I need to talk to the superintendent for you. He goes down, talks to him. And then that day, superintendent called me and told me he thought I would be. He just passed it by the Board of Education and uh, thought I'd get it. And so that's how, 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 how it happened. Wow, so you had the opportunity to go with Jake, coaching college, but you decided you wanted to, to coach the Tomcats. It was, you know, it's where you, you, you followed them and you played for them and you coached with them for the last two years. Yeah. You, you knew the players. Yeah. You knew who was coming. Yeah. So you had to know the cupboard was a little bit bare. I knew it was quite a bit bare. I, you know, but the thing about it is, you know, I thought, well, I, I can, it, it'll take some time, but I can get this program, you know, back where Jake was having the direction he had it going. Mm -hmm. He won a state championship. And, of course, you know, we had a wonderful uh, 67 football team. Mm -hmm. We had some, uh, matter of fact, we had about, uh, I think, around 15, 16 players that were 19 years old. We had a bunch of 19. And that means a lot. Grown uh, men. Huh? They were grown and men. They were grown <laughs> men. They had beards. They had beards <laughs> as big as mine or more <laughs> than I had. And uh, they were, they, and the thing about it, I, I remember talking to Joy Lehman. Uh, this was when I was in Harrison County, and uh, he was assistant coach here at Ashland, uh, the Rex Miller. And he told me that they were going to be good. He said, we got some good. He said, I had the best sophomores I've ever been around. He said, they're as good as they, the 58. But, uh, he said, they're tough. He said, they're older. He said, they're strong kids, and they, they, they're really would be dedicated enough to play. Well, he was totally right because they were good kids. They, they were older, uh, more mature than other boys, and they, they were uh, uh, like starting with a pretty decent football team. Not that we were a great team at first. You know, mm -hmm. we, had, uh, we had we had a few little uh, mishaps uh, that with that uh, first year. Mm -hmm. You know, Boyd County beat us, probably one of the worst yeah. times I've ever... 34-14. 34-14, never will forget, uh, Mark, after the ball game. You probably were a young man going over there. Yeah. I tell you what, they go up and down the field after a ball game. Their band was going up and down the field for about 30 minutes after a game. And I never will forget. Uh, Coach Allen said, <clears throat> you know, we usually go out the back door and get on the bus go home. He said, everybody sit right here. We sit there about five minutes. He said, well, all right, we're going back out on the field. He took us back out on the field, made everybody watch him mark that band. <laughs> and they marched up and down and up and down the Boyd County People had not left, and they were going nuts. It was awful. And uh, after the ball game, 
they were more upset about leaving that ball game than they were be getting beat at that time. So we were was embarrassed. Yeah. And uh, and that game was uh, at Putnam Stadium. At Putnam Stadium. Yeah. yeah, they came in our own home and, and whipped us good. Yeah. And uh, so uh, Jake told them, said, we're never going to let that happen again. Well, that's interesting. So, of course, that team does 13-1, and one, just dominating people at the end of the year, got better and better, and really just – Steamrolling people. I mean, they were so strong and big and good running backs. And uh, John Regunas was a good leader. Oh yeah, they we had good leaders: John Regunas, Paul Hill, Les Lines, yeah. Tom Lines, Jim Lines. I mean, we had uh, I could keep naming and naming oh, and naming. Yeah. Steve Scott. Steve Scott was one of the best backs that ever played. Actually, Steve was about six two, about two oh five. He had a great freshman year at the University of Kentucky. He signed at Kentucky, and uh, of course, you know Paul Hill and. Uh, John Regunas and uh, the other backs seemed to get a little more publicity than he did, but he he rushed for over like 1,800 yards or maybe yeah, more. Right. I mean, I can't remember exactly, but he was great. <laughs> but, uh, but of course, 68, you know, you have, I think we talked before, you have a, a tackle, John Burton, who, who was back and who started on 67, and you have Mike Johnson, who was, uh, you know, hard-hitting defensive back. He's back, and that's – Pretty much it as far as the starters go. Exactly. So it's rebuild time. So you're taking on that. You know, you're, and you know how Ashland people are. It's, you know, we're with you winter tie. Yeah. <laughs> I sure do. And it didn't take long to find that, that out. Uh, we, you know, you know, we started the year off uh, pretty decent. And, uh, uh, you know, we weren't a great team, but, you know, we weren't as bad as everybody said. What made everybody think we were such a bad team? Is that what Fort Thomas Highlands did? Yeah, us. we're going to get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. Okay. So, what what do you remember most about about that '68 team? Your first team, your first head coach coaching job. Well, I, I, the first thing I think about, Mark, is you know I'm a, I was a little different coach than Jake. Jake was a, a great coach. He was a, a great motivator. Uh, but I, even on that team, I did most of the discipline on the field. I didn't do it off the field, but I did it on the field. And then when I took over, I did the same thing. But I did it off the field and on the field. And I, I pushed him, and I always pushed him hard when I was assistant coach. Matter of fact, after practice, when I was assistant, I'd take the players and run them every day after practice. I took them out one day. We were practicing, and uh, Jake always went up into the gym. And that left me and Bill Birch down on with the team. And uh, one evening we come in, and he looked at me, and he said, Coach, a little disappointed. I said, what's wrong? He said, I didn't think you'd run those guys enough. I said, okay, I'm sorry. I said, but we'll, we'll work on that. You wait that next day. <laughs> that next day, buddy, we ran them and ran them and ran them and ran them. I remember Johnny just said, Coach, would you get mad? Are you mad at anybody? I said, nope, but just get used to it. It's going to be like that every day, maybe a little more. And I tell you what, they would, uh, after that time, they, if I tell them run 20, 40s, after practice, we run 20. They never dropped. Everybody ran them hard. Yeah. But then I'd raise it to 25. And I'd ask them one day, I said, how many 40s you guys want to run? They said 15. I said, okay. We ran 15. We went 16. I took about 50. And then I, uh, then the next day, and we, and then I'd say, how many of you guys want to run? they said say 55. And we ran 55. <laughs> so they didn't know how many they could really tell me. One day, I'm, I'm sure we run about 75. Uh -huh. But they did not complain. They ran. They ran. They, they started getting some mental toughness about it. And then, you know, one day I said, let's, let's run about 20. 
I go, I'm not okay. Let's, let's go 40. Oh, wow. Yeah. And we ran 40. And now they all could uh, did, So were you able to, to, do you feel like you were able to treat the 68 guys the same way? Well, they were what, expecting yeah, it, I Yeah, guess. well, I, I thought they were. But no, no, they shoot, we go to football camp and about half of them come back. You know, uh-huh. you know about half because they're young. I, I didn't put that, put that in my head. You know, these guys are younger. Yeah. We need to not push them as hard right now. Yeah. But we pushed them and pushed them, and then they uh, a lot of them quit, and it was uh, wasn't good. And uh, so then you're you're getting ready to start the season, and your first game is against Covington Catholic on the road, and you know, of course, way the way we know Covington Catholic now, powerhouse in Kentucky high school football have been for years. Yeah. But you were telling me this was actually maybe their first season or one of their early seasons. It, it was their first season that I, I ever know of because I, I remember that someone told me, I don't know if another coach said this, uh, Catholic, uh, new school, uh, but they said they're, they're going to be young. You'll be able to play with them. I knew the head coach. I played with him at Eastern. And uh, I asked him about the, his team. He said, well, we're going to be good, but we're, we're young. And uh, I said, well, you want to play? Get a season going and uh, you know maybe we can work it out and have a work, work play every year and he said okay and of course we go there and play the game they beat us I think 7 to nothing 12 nothing 12 nothing mm-hmm. and uh, just, I, just not much offense you couldn't get we had no offense yeah. know, and we just couldn't play they weren't very good yeah. and we weren't very good yeah. and uh, that, that, that's the way that developed okay so the next game your first home game as a head coach at Putnam Stadium uh it's against Boyd County. You know, here's the big rival. And, you know, Boyd County was pretty good. I think Charlie Shavers may have been on that, oh, yeah, that, yeah, that team. Yeah. Tom Holbrook. Yeah, they, uh, had, they, they were they, good. They were good. And they a late field goal. And you guys, Tennis. yeah, you guys lose the game 10 to 7. So now, you know, you're 0-2 as, as the head coach. But also in that game, uh, had an official who, who suffered a heart attack yeah. and died. Died right there in our dressing room. And while we were in there, he passed away. Wow. How did that affect and, Well, it did. You know, our kids just, it just seemed like the air went out of it. And, and uh, you know, me too. You know, it's a strange situation to be in with the, the official in there. And they're saying he's he looks like he's going to die. And I tried to talk to the team, you know, and, and, but you could still, I could look at them. They weren't watching what I was doing. They looking back there. Sure. And uh, wow. passed away, and it, it was it was it's a stressful thing. And then you have to, you know, you come back out, and, and you're talking about a, an emotional game anyway, and plus, you know, hard hitting. I mean, I know how those Ashland Boyd County games were. Tom Scott, you know, he was much in the mold of you. Yeah. I mean, you guys were were tough, and and your teams were tough. Yeah, you know, and Tom, that was one of Tom's better teams. Oh yeah, yeah, they were good. They were a good football team, and uh, you know, Tom had some personnel, good personnel out there. But I always tell everybody, you know, the years that they were better than us, yeah. we played right with them. The years we were better than them, we put it on them pretty good. <laughs> and I, we always told each other, yeah. Tom and I, I. He told me first, you know, he, he was an older head coach of me. Right. He told me, sir, if I can ever beat you bad, I'm going to. That's the same here. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we did. And you had a few of those, yeah. yeah. So uh, so you're 0-2, which – is not a good place for the Tomcat coast to be ever. That's one more loss than the whole 67 season exactly, already yeah. in two weeks. And you got a week three road game against Stonewall Jackson, who is the only team 
to hang a loss on the Tomcats in 1967. Uh, won 13-3 in Putnam Stadium. Mm-hmm. And I, 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 the, the name of the linebacker escapes me, but I can't think of his name. I can't believe I can't you think of it. You and I tried to think yeah. about that one. Uh, and he had 30-some tackles in that game. He Y'all just couldn't block him. He was unbelievable. But luckily he had graduated. <laughs> he went to Moorhead. Yeah, Jake to scooped him up. Yeah. And I think he ended up OBC and oh, he's an OBC player yeah. of the year. Yeah, he was yeah. he was a good player. Um, but anyway, you go to Stonewall Jackson. You know, never easy to go on the road. You know, especially when you cross the state lines, it gets tougher. You know, it just does. And uh, Stonewall, of course, had you know great reputation. Uh, you guys, though, you won that game six to nothing, and uh, that started actually started a six game winning streak. How, how crucial was a win? for the Tomcats for that week for you and, and the team? Oh, it was big. You know, I don't care. Because nobody was thinking you are going to win, right? No, no. Everybody thought we were going to get beat 20, 30 points. And our kids, you know, they they shaped up a little bit. I mean, they accepted the challenge. And at halftime, I remember looking at them, and they, they had to look in their eye. They thought they could play with them. And we did. We played with them the whole ball game. Didn't, didn't quit. And uh, it was a big win. Yeah, uh, only one touchdown game. I don't even know who it was that scored. Uh, maybe I got that one. Yeah, Mike Johnson scored it, and uh, but Mike Abrams, who ended up being a really good running back, back for you, he had 143 yards rushing in that game. And Johnson, of course, was the quarterback. He probably had a quarterback sneak to score or something. I don't know. I don't know if you even remember. Uh, but been too many touchdowns yeah. ago. But I tell you what, Mike Johnson was a good football player. He was a great defensive back. He he could play on. Every, every team we had, any place, and uh, Mike was a big leader in that ball game, pushing the, uh, the other players. He accepted a big role at that time to be the leader of the team. Him, Joe Mantle, and Mike Abrams. Those those three young men. You know, you look. I know it's hard to, hard to look back and think of what if, but if you guys had lost that game, you'd have, you'd have been zero and three, and the town would have been. No, it'd been awful. <laughs> it, it, you know, so when you're losing, it, it's hard to get things going. I mean, it's hard for anybody to get their, their team up. And that, that's a challenge within itself. And especially if you're not real talented and not have a lot of experience uh, player, players. And we, we didn't have many people that played much, especially our offense and defensive line. Yeah. And we lost a, a, our best lineman, you know, the first of the year. Oh, yeah. And yeah, John Burton got, yeah, was John injured, Burton, right? Yeah, yeah. And had he, an injury that kept him out. Well, he was out, I think, about the first four or five ball games. Then he come back. Played about half of the ball game and then was out again, hmm. and then he come back again and got hurt. And never so it was like game. not having another yeah, guy yeah, back. I, I, he didn't play a full game. That's uh, that's interesting. So now you're, you're you come back home. You know, okay, you got that win, one and two, uh, and you got Catlicksburg coming. And I know you know a lot of people maybe listening to this would think, well, Catlicksburg, that's a that's an that's a layup. You know, you're going to beat Catlicksburg every time. Uh, but Calixburg w- was not bad. No, they were. I tell you what, they were bad. at that time. Calixburg, real good football, played real good football. Had a real good football coach, Jack Ison. Jack Ison, uh, a couple of years later, went on and coached it with Roy Kidd at Eastern. Roy Kidd didn't take people that couldn't coach, and he was a great coach. Jack was. Yeah, and uh, you know this team is uh, your, your Tomcat team at, at this time. Even is already starting to. Develop that reputation of, of being a good defensive team. You know, really, every game was pretty good to this point defensively. Yeah. You know, just didn't get have a lot of offense going. Exactly. But but they could play defense. Well, we played. You know, decent. We yeah we played. You know, we had kids who would try to hit and hit. They just weren't that big. 
we weren't that big and we weren't that real strong at that time. Mm-hmm. So you, you play Calixburg and, and uh, you beat them 13 to nothing, another shutout, which, you know, that's good. That's two shutouts in a row and really have given up one touchdown in three games, mm-hmm. in, the, in the last three games, counting the Boyd County loss, but, you know, they kicked the field goal. But, uh, but this was probably the last competitive Calixburg team. I think Jake left after that season. Yeah. Or not Jake, yeah, I'm Eisen, sorry. Uh, Jack, Jack Eisen yeah, left yeah, after did, that yeah, season. Yeah, he did. And, uh, but this was a tough game. You know, they're, they're, they were good. Yeah. They, they could play. Yeah, yeah they're just been aggressive, tough. Yeah. Do you think you were developing yourself as a – as a defense-minded coach, or how do you consider yourself? Well, I, I always felt, felt like I had a, a good running game and a good defense. We were going to be really good. That, that was my philosophy. And uh, I probably should have, back and then looked back, probably been throw the ball a little more. You know, I, I, I'd be the first to say that. Uh, but we were pretty successful running the football, and uh, we probably had as good a running game as any Ashland team ever had. And uh, – you you threw about you threw 152 passes on the season. No, you threw 93 passes on the season, which is you know less than 10 a game. Yeah, well, I, well, you know, I threw more that year probably than any year I coached. I had Joe Mantle, Mike Broughton, yeah. and Mike threw the ball good, and Joe Mantle, you get it close to him, he's, he was he would catch it. Yeah, let's talk about Joe. He he, of course, he recently recently passed. Yeah, you know, it's a shame. I, I heard about that, and of course, with this COVID 19. Uh, yeah, you can't get out. Well, you couldn't get out, and you didn't hear anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a lot of things that's uh, happened that you never know about until maybe a week or two, or somebody you happen to see, yeah. and they tell you about it. You don't nothing in the paper. I know Joe. Uh, you know, meant a lot to you, and he, uh, and he, and and vice versa. You meant a lot to him. He he had sports was really important in his life, even from you know the days of him playing little league. Uh, Jim Stewart uh, helped him. Uh, uh, David Carter, uh, uh, Bo Carter's dad, mom and dad helped him exactly without people knowing. Yeah, you know they you know provided some some clothes or whatever, and you know I know you were a father figure to him too. I think a lot. You know, yeah. Well, I tell you what, uh, Jake Allen's the one as, as far as a coach. You know, he really took Joe under his mm-hmm. wing his sophomore year, and he got him clothes. He got him. Uh, Food, you know, yeah. and uh, he, he did a lot for Joe. So I continued that yeah. and, uh, with Joe. Yeah, and, and Joe, man, I, I, that name, and to me in Tomcat history, because I was like, I'm 11 at this point, you know, watching this team. And, and you know, you, that's when you start idolizing these yeah. guys, you know. And Joe Mantle was like, he was a huge name, you know. Oh, yeah. He was a huge name. Mike Johnson was, and, yeah. and, and Abrams too, for yeah, that matter. Yeah. And, you know, everybody was excited. Over 67, probably as many Tomcat fans as – as there almost ever been, came to games that year. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, they yeah, were we, so excited about that yeah, team. We still, yeah, you know, yeah, that, that game, this, uh, that season 67. Yeah. But, you know, they followed us good. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure they did. They, yeah. They wasn't, some at the. I can remember Dad taking me over to games. We went every home, we went to every, every time Tomcats played, we were over there, yeah. you know, and it was, it was exciting, you know, and I, I can remember uh, they used to throw chin straps. You know, where the, the kids would go out on the field, yeah. and the guys would, you know, you try to get the chin straps, you yeah. know, and you try to get the try to get the stars because that was always <laughs> big. Uh, I remember in '67, I, I got a Johnny Regina's chin strap. Oh, that, that was pretty big. Yeah. You, know, you still that. got it? No, I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I did. Uh, so you beat Calixburg. Now you're you're square, 500, two and two, and you got to start feeling better about this team. Uh, your next four games uh, were victories. 
you played Covington Homes, which you know Covington. You go to Covington, a lot of talent always. Yeah, you know Covington Homes was still pretty good back there. I tell you that who coached Covington Homes at that time, if I'm not mistaken. Pretty sure it was a Ohio State. He played at Ohio State fullback. Uh, uh, the uh, coming home though that game, Herb, you, your offense woke up. Uh, Forty-one to fourteen was the score of that game, and uh, that game was away yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, Another you, you were in Covington twice yeah. that season, and uh, Mike Johnson threw for one hundred and seventy-nine yards, and Joe Mantle. Had two catches for 127. Yeah, and like you said, you got it. You, you throw it near Joe Mantle, he's gonna catch it. Yeah, starving dogs. It, gonna get that, it. The thing about it, he was not only a good receiver; he could run with it after he, he caught it. Yeah, and, so, you know, Mike Johnson was a good quarterback. Yeah, I'd like to have him. Uh, you know, he could play on any team. He just didn't have a lot of protection, probably. Did well, he? Well, yeah, yeah they, you know, the line was wasn't quite as good. So the next week, you, you're uh, playing Hazard, and that's that's here, and you wear them out, 31 to six. This team's starting to get some momentum now. You know, you're starting to, you, you have to. Yeah, we are. We're playing better. We're yeah. playing a lot better football. You know, that's three wins, three wins in a row, and uh, and then you play Raceland at home, and another win. Tough, yeah. tough game though, yeah, 20 yeah. to seven. Yeah, no, we beat them 20 to seven, and, and this has always shocked me. You know, and uh, Raceland's always been a good football team. They've always been. Today, they were back then yeah. good. When yeah. we first got there, they were good. and uh, But uh, they were mad at uh, the coaches and me and the players and everybody. We just beat them 20 to 8. <laughs> you know, uh, I asked somebody, why, why they were so upset? We won a football game. They're going nuts. <laughs> and they said, well, you've been beating people pretty good. They expect that from everybody. I said, well, they, you know, we always do that. You mean the, the fans were mad because you didn't yeah, win by more? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, they wow. Were, yeah, they, they were very upset. So you couldn't even please them when you won sometimes? No, 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 not me. Ashton fans are tough, aren't they? <laughs> They're tough to please. Uh, but anyway, that's the four, you know, you've won. Now you've won, you know, uh, let's see, it's one, two, three, four, five in a row. Yeah. And uh, you're playing Hangton High. This is your first Little Red Wagon game, you know. And, of course, you played them when you were – when you were a Tomcat yes. uh, player and you remember how tough it is up there. And I know some of your Tomcat teams, you know, it, it was always a, a war with them, you know, no matter where you played them at. Always. You know, it didn't matter. And that was the case this with this team as well. Uh, it, it, I guess, was it at Fairfield? Yeah, Fairfield. Okay. And that yeah. was, they had grass at that point, though, probably. No, no. They'd already had turf. turf. Yeah, they had turf. Even in 68? In yeah. Did? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so, uh you remember that game? You oh, I remember very well because it was raining, raining before ball game early in the day. Yeah. And uh, Claude Miller, uh, Coach Miller's uh, yeah. brother, oh, yeah. called down to the school, called me, wanted to call the game off. And they played another Now, time. this was 68? Yeah. This happened? Okay. Yeah, we, Not the 75? No, no. This is okay. 68. Okay. And I told him, I said, uh, we're, we're going to play. <laughs> I said, hey, we're going to play. I said, well, I, I don't care what's doing. And he said, well, uh, he didn't like it, but he said, well, we're going to play. thing about it, I was sick. I was really bad sick, and I had a temperature 104. We stopped out here on uh, 29th Street, and there was one of the doctor, there was a team doctor. Um, I can't remember his name, who it was. But we stopped there. I went in, got me a penicillin shot, got back on the bus, and we took off. <laughs> we go up, and it's poured down the rain. We beat, beat him 14 to nothing. Yeah, 14 to 7. Was it 14 to 7? Yeah. That's what I got anyway. And I think at 14-7. But uh, the kids played hard. 
we played a good game. And, uh, it was, it, it, of course, I know what he wanted to. Uh, he had all that speed, he big, you know, Huntington High was yeah. always big, fast. Yeah, it kind and, of negated their speed a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It, it gave us a little bit of uh, uh, leverage. Yeah. What did you think about playing on turf? That was well, probably the, of course, you. Were, I don't know if you all played on turf the year before even. I don't think you did because Huntington High was. We played them here. Yeah, the play was here. Yeah. So, this might have been the first time first on turf time, yeah, for a lot yeah, of these guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, and maybe you too. Yeah, I've never played on. Uh, kind of nice. Turf. I guess you didn't have to worry about the rain too much. Exactly, just, yeah. You know, no Be, mud. No mud, all that. Yeah. Plus, it, I knew it would slow them down. And it rained. It rained like cats and dogs uh, the whole ball game. <laughs> the whole ball game. I mean, it poured down. And right at the end of the ball game, it stopped. Time went and ran out. We win the ball game and we bunch of happy Tomcats. <laughs> and Ashland fans are happy now. They're happier if you can ever, you can't ever please them, of course. But they're you're sitting at six and two, and you've won six in a row, you know. And and you've you've beat a good team, Huntington High. You beat some of these teams uh, bad. You I, know. Mean, I think Huntington High was rated. I'm not sure, but I, if you look back, I, I think they was rated in the top ten. Uh, in West uh, Virginia. And, and it, it is interesting that the stat highlights from that game, Herb, uh, Mike Johnson threw for 25 yards and Joe Mano rushed for 18. So there wasn't a whole lot of offense. No. You know, no. I mean, that was a defensive game and, you know, you guys you guys got the best of them. Yeah. You, you actually, you held them down, of course. And, you know, like I say, I look back at this team and and to this point, to, to you know, you're sitting at six and two, eight games, there's only two games where anybody scored more than one touchdown against you. Yeah. You know, so it was a pretty good defensive team. Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. based on that. Yeah. Uh, of course, uh, and you, you alluded to this earlier, and this unfortunately is the, it seems like the, what everybody remembers from 1968 yeah. season, and that was Fort Thomas, who uh, came to town with a number one ranking and a chip on their shoulder. Uh, they they felt like they should have been the state champ in 1967. That you know they lost to I think it was Campbell County, yeah, Campbell uh, County. three to nothing in a driving rainstorm rain, yeah. that kept them out of the playoffs yeah. and put Ashland in actually. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if they win that that's game, it. Ashland doesn't even yeah, get exactly. in the playoffs. That's exactly it's, how it works. You know the 67 season is is 10 and one and probably forgotten. Yeah. You know yeah. in in history. Yeah. Uh, but it didn't happen that way. Fort Thomas lost that game. You know, that was, you, you remember that moment, I too. I sure do. And uh, so, how, did, did they call you to say, hey, let's play a game? Who? Did Highlands? It was already scheduled. It, okay. It was already scheduled. It was already on the schedule. No, I didn't schedule Okay, it. yeah. You're not going to take credit for that. No, either. no. I, I, I have to take credit for getting thumped. Yeah. So, so that game, uh, Fort Thomas comes in, like I said, and they come in with an attitude. You know, they, they want to prove they are the, the best and what have you. They beat Ashland 61 to nothing. It was the worst loss in Tomcat history at the time. It's since been uh, eclipsed. You'll be happy yeah. to know. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe no, not. No, no, <laughs> not I'm really. Not happy no. about it. Uh, they were obviously a great team. I mean, they were. You know, they were a good team. And, uh, really and, good. and the better and the better team. Yeah. There's no question. Uh, but did you feel like they ran it up on you? Oh yeah, yeah. Matter of fact, I never will forget. We're moving to football at the last fourth quarter, about four or five minutes ago in the ball game. We take it down to two-yard line. They put their starters back in. They won that shutout. They won the shutout. And, uh, of course, you know, it didn't bother me. You know, they were whipping us and then yeah. uh, getting beat. I, yeah, well, what do you think about teams that do that? I mean, you know, is, you know, football is stop me if you can, yeah. right? I mean, 
Uh, well, the thing about it, Mark, I've always felt this way. You know, I, I would never beat a team. I never did that before. And I'll, I'll take that back. We're playing. Uh, well, I'll get. I'll tell you that in a minute when we get to Russell. Yeah. But uh, I, my philosophy about that: if we're beating a team bad, I'm gonna play as many people as I can. My young kids, I want them to get playing time. I played a lot of people in, in throughout the year yeah. years. We got so many people. We averaged probably about sixty people a game playing, and they didn't play five seconds or two plays. They got to play three or four minutes and get some playing time. That's what they. I always looked at. I'm gonna get my. And their team's happy. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Practice goes good. They'll work hard to get more playing time. So it benefits you to, yeah. to, to not run it out. Yeah. To yeah, get yeah, the experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a big thing. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I don't like it. I don't mm -hmm. like it one bit, whether college or high school pros or anybody. I, you had to walk out of the stadium, though, that night. That had to be one of the low points it, it definitely probably was, of yeah. your career, probably. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, there's somebody in the stands that night. My wife is down in her press box. You know, my wife's always sit right down in there. And uh, there's a guy up there yelling. Man, he yelled all, all night. And uh, I didn't hear it until one of the coaches said, that guy up there yelling at you. And I looked up there. And, you know, I had a pretty good temper myself. And I looked and I saw who it was. I didn't know who he was, but I knew his face. And so as soon as the game was over, kids going downstairs, as soon as the last one went in, I pointed up at him. I said, yeah, I won't see you. Well, he took off. He took off and he ran. I said, somebody stop that guy. Nobody stopped him. And I ran down the middle of the field, tried to get to the, you know, the door on the, uh, the gates on the side. He went out that gate. He never came back. He never came back to the game. But I was very upset. And I think I'd done about a 61 nothing job on him if I got a hold of that. I'm surprised Janice didn't take him out. <laughs> well, she, it hurt her. Yeah, I'm sure. She didn't want to hear that. You know, because I'm sure he was being very critical. You know, what you can't coach. Yeah, What's wrong with this yeah, yeah, I don't know what he was saying, but it wasn't. It wasn't. wasn't nice. Yeah. It wasn't a good job, coach. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Never get him next time or anything like that. Or how great I was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you you probably knew going in though this was going to be tough. Oh yeah, I knew it was going to be a tough game, and you know, I thought you know we could play with some in 40, yeah. 40 points. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. you yeah. knew it was going to be. It was, yeah, could I knew, be bad. I knew, yeah, I knew it could be. Yeah. You, know, you know, you never know how a game goes sometimes. They fumble or be coming in right. there more, you know. Going to have to have some good things happen. Exactly. To, to and, uh, and some things happen. But they were bad. they were a good football team. Oh, yeah. They were quick. They And, they, you know, I played with guys from uh, Fort Thomas. You know, they weren't very tough, but they were fundamentally, they'd get up and get in front of you. You just go down like a little cat and jump down right by your feet, and you could get around and it, They'd not block you, but get you your way. get in your way, and you could get in. Mm -hmm. uh, to a ca uh, ca tackle, I never will forget whether it was out of the Eastern or a little halfback, uh, Richie, uh, Richard Emmons. And he was uh, coming out to block. Got me one day, and he jumped down there like that. And I, I can flash back to old Highlands guy. I told him, I said, Richie, Richard Emmons. I said, you come back here next time, Richard, block me like that. You'll wish you never blocked me that way. He come back, boy, well, I drilled him. I drilled him. <laughs> and, uh, but, uh, but, well, you know, football's the low man a lot, right? Yeah. I mean, get, get, oh, they weren't always big. Get people. leverage. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, and they didn't, they didn't hit you hard, but they'd get in there and finesse you. I remember Rock Castle County, uh, 
the way they played. Yeah, I, I never did get to see Rob Castle World Cup. I was always there. But they uh, dove at your feet. Yeah. You know, their defensive line, they didn't worry about making tackles. Yeah. But they, it made such a mess of things that the back couldn't get through, and their linebackers were great. Yeah. And they just cleaned up. Yeah. You know, they just made every tackle because they were never touched. Yeah. Well, see, that's what Highlands can do. You know, yeah, they, same kind they, of you know, philosophy. They all, yeah, they're quick. Mm-hmm. And uh, Highlands always the games I've, I've seen them. I know what you're saying. They're, but they're good athletes. They're, uh, you know, they can change direction well. They're, they're fundamentally solid. Well, yeah. You know, they're, they're not going to make mistakes really. They're not, you know, they're not a, a team that, that's going to hurt itself. Well, you know, another and, thing uh, Highlands had over most of the state at that time, you know, they had a lot of people from over in the Cincinnati area yeah, coming they, over there and play because I played a bunch of guys from uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, these guys couldn't make these, couldn't play for Moeller, yeah, so yeah, let's go play for yeah, Highlands. Moeller or Elder or, or so for instance, big yeah. school. And so they'd come over and play at uh, yeah. Fort Thomas. Yeah, and of course Fort Thomas has one of the, Fine I think school. they have the most championships of any oh, team yeah. in the state. Yeah, you know, I think so. or something yeah, like that. Yeah, they got about I, it. I, the, I've, I've been to their stadium several times, and they have a thing where um, it's really pretty neat for them. The, the opponent has to walk through this tunnel, and as you're walking through, it's championship banners on the wall. Boom. Boom, boom, there's 10 on each side, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, you want to talk about intimidating, exactly. walk through that gauntlet. Yeah, exactly. You know, and then you step out on the field and, you know, they're tough and, you know, I don't know. Fort Thomas, you know, they have that, that name, you know, that that reputation that, wow, you know, Fort Thomas Islands. Uh, I think, um, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not pretty sure I'm not, that was the last regular season game Ashland ever played <laughs> Fort Thomas. They yeah, played them yeah, in the playoffs yeah. a few times. And, and I think I told you before, you know, the last time a Tomcat team beat Fort Thomas was 1954. Yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. Now, they don't play them every year, you know, and they haven't played them probably 20 times, you know, over we that We didn't play them when I was in it. Yeah. Well, not that We played them when I was a uh, sophomore. When you were young, maybe, yeah. Yeah, my sophomore year. Uh, that but, first game I got to play offense. But that, you know, that was a tough night, you know, for the 68 Tomcats and, and, and one people, uh, unfortunately, still talk about and remember and, and – uh, I think it was Ironton that, that beat Ashland worse than 61 points. Uh, I, I can't remember when. I think, I, I, it, anyway, it was when I was covering sports for mm-hmm. the Independent. I remember covering the game, and, and they eclipsed that 61-point that margin. Right? Yeah, so yeah. there's been a worse loss Yeah, well, they've been uh, those, yeah. in Tomcat history. But uh, anyway, so you, now, now, you know, the season's not over, though. You're 6-3. and three. Okay, it's a loss, but... You know, you, you still have a couple games left. And, uh, you know, playoffs were much different then. It was like that game probably took you out of the playoffs, I would say. Mm-hmm. You know, that yeah, game would have eliminated you. Yeah, because Boy County. And Boy County beat you too, so mm-hmm. you had two district losses. So there's no way, you know, you were going to get in the playoffs. But you still had a couple games left. You have uh, – and there are a couple big rivals. You know, how do you, how do you bounce back both physically and mentally uh, – for the next week, which the next week happened to be Russell. I don't know, maybe that helped, but can you talk about that? Well, I'll tell you what, I, you know, I just went in, you know, but I knew everybody was upset. Everybody's mad. I was the worst coach in the world. Uh, it, it was, uh, uh, I just had to get that out of my mind, told the coaches, I said, we're going to go back and coach just like we always have, get kids up and ready to play. And uh, we worked with the kids. We didn't get on them. We were, you know, big, no big deal. We had to go back and work, start back fundamentals of work and work on them every day. Uh, from the time I started coaching Ashton to the time I left, we worked on fundamentals and do the things you got to do to be good. And that's what we did. And uh, 
course, Russell wasn't no uh, uh, Fort Thomas Highlands. No. But uh, then, of course, uh, at that time, you know, uh, Ashland and, and uh, Russell was always a big deal. Oh, yeah. You know, and their kids, you know your kids are going to play as hard as they can there. But, our, you know, I, I don't think our kids were, were you know, kind of scared when they played uh, Fort Thomas. You know, they the name Fort Thomas was uh, a name, big name. Mm-hmm. Well, now, Russell didn't scare our kids. And so... Our kids were ready to go down there and play, and yeah, actually the game was at Putnam, so yeah, you got yeah. to come back. You got to come back in in Putnam Stadium, and let's get a win for your last home game. Yeah. You know, for the seniors. Uh, so, but that, it's a big win for us, really a big win. Yeah. And again, it was it was another shutout. It was uh, twenty eight to nothing, uh, and that what happened to be that was the third shutout that season. Yeah, you know, uh, and I'm you know you take that blemish away of the of the Fort Thomas game and. And really defensively, man, this team this team had some good numbers. Yeah, well, you know, we were much better defensively than we were offensively. But we weren't a, we uh, we had our offensive line was shattered, you know, when uh, from the uh, state championship team. So did did, um, did you come back from that Fort Thomas game with injuries or was it more mental? No, well, no, we didn't have any injuries. It was just mental injuries. No, it was, no, like, it was a mental thing. Yeah, you got to get over. It. Yeah, you just got to. Forget, and then you know we just coached. We didn't get on them. You know it wasn't no use to chew them out and yeah. harp at it. You know they knew how we felt. And we knew how they felt. Did, you know, it was disappointing to them, and they knew they didn't play as hard as they could. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm sure their confidence level after uh, first two three touchdowns was totally shattered. Did Did you watch film on that game? Oh, we always watch film. Even that one. Oh yeah, yeah. We always watch film. Go over. We looked at, matter of fact, I, I went over a lot to see how those, uh, after the year was over, I always watched it in the basketball season film, and I'd look at that a lot to just see how they were blocking us and the things they did. And try to learn from it. Turn, you know, look at and see, learn a little bit of what they were doing and how we may could have attacked them a little different, and we see this kind of way people play. We have to learn how to adjust to those things. Yeah. And uh, But first of all, before you adjust anything, you've got to be, have some people that can really play yeah. and uh, our biggest problem I don't think our kids you know we had good kids the kids were getting they, and they gave good effort a lot of times I just think that they just really uh, some of them never played much and uh, they, they just weren't quite mm-hmm. ready for that kind of competition so you, like I say you beat Russell 28 nothing um, Mike Abrams rushed for 105 yards and uh, Mike Johnson passed for 64 good balanced mm-hmm. attack and Really controlled that game, you know, start to finish. See, Mike Abrams was a good running back. Of course, he Mike a lot of times during the years he had some back problems. He, he carried up for 735 yards and three touchdowns, but only carried 163 times. So he carried about 12 times a game, yeah, 13 times yeah, a game. Well, he as I say, he he had some back troubles. And uh, and Mantle was a, a good running back that you used kind of secondary. I used Joe, yeah, it, yeah it, wherever it, you needed him, right? I used him at uh, uh, halfback. I used him at. Uh, Ends, both ends, fullback. Right. They, they, they would. So the the uh, you know that sets it up for for the last game of the season, and it's tough. Uh, you, you got a you got another rival. You got Ironton, and it's over at uh, Tank Stadium. Tough place to play, as you well know. Uh, you you played many times over there. Got a lot of wins over there, mm-hmm. actually. Uh, this game, I, I don't. I think Ironton was pretty good. I think they were kind of like Ashland. They were. Average, you know, average to good team. Uh, and that game ended up, Herb, and probably the only game in uh, 
the last time this score has happened probably was zero to zero. Yeah. Scoreless game. Uh, what do you remember about that game? Well, uh, you know, I don't really remember a whole lot about that ball game, but uh, I, I do know we played it over there, didn't we? Yeah. Okay. I, I remember when we were playing over there that uh, uh, we were banged up. We, we had some kids. Uh, just from the tough season. Yeah, yeah. and it, we were kind of beat up pretty good. And we just didn't go over there. Uh, and and I'd say both teams played about the same. We were probably pretty equal. Yeah. That's probably how a lot ended up zero to zero. <laughs> Neither one of you moved the ball. No. But at the same time, that's the, the fourth shutout for that team. And the last two games in the last eight quarters of the season, they don't give up a point. Yeah. You know, so that, you know, they, they finish the year. By looking at it, you'd say that, that's a pretty good little defensive team. You would, yeah. except that 61. Yeah, and you're yeah. just like, uh, um, overall, a, a respectable 7 3 and 1 season, though. You know, yeah. your first season. Uh, it was, it was a lot tougher to make the playoffs back then than it is today when everybody's in, you know, all that. You know how that works. You know, this – it only the very few, only eight made the playoffs, you know, in, in each division. And yeah. there was only three divisions at that time, you know, three classes. Well, yeah, Mark, you know, you had, to, you had to win your division. And you couldn't lose. You couldn't lose. Yeah. Well, uh, I'll tell you what, in 1971, we don't lose a game in the state of Kentucky. In the state of Kentucky. And still can't get in. And still can't get in. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, you think about so, that. And that's one of the best teams that played it, actually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to getting to them. Yeah. So that was your first season. How, was it satisfying to you when you, when well, you look back on it? Well, I'm like the, the fans. It was, everything was satisfied to me except the uh, Highlands The game. one game. <laughs> that one game. And I tell you what, I, in, in 1972, the year going into 72, after I finished the 71 team, I uh, a season, I called Fort Thomas Highlands, won the game with them. And uh, they said, well, we filled that. I said, yeah. And he said, so what did you feel? They said, we filled that today. Well, I said, okay. I just called one of his hurt company. He said, oh, and I knew he, was, he played quarterback here at Kentucky. I forget the name of his name. But anyway, about three weeks later, I'm looking at the paper, and I see where they're they still got an open date while well, calling back. And he said, Herb, I'll tell you what, I know you're upset with getting thumped uh, as bad as you did. He said, I was assistant coach that year, and I had nothing to do with that. He said that uh, we, we still got the date open, but we don't want to play you. Wow. So I said, well, okay. I said, one of these <laughs> days we may meet. And I, I was hoping in 75 we'd get him. Yeah. Or, or see if 74. Dixie Heights ended up. Dixie Heights ended up winning. I th well, in fact, I think they may have dropped to Triple uh, A even at that point in '75. Uh, oh, is that right? Yeah. So you you know you couldn't have played them. I'm pretty sure they did because uh, that's what Russell ended up playing them a lot uh, in in the playoffs. Oh, right. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you you, know, you never played Fort Thomas. You never you never met them in no. your Tomcat career again in no. your Tomcat no. coaching no. career. I tried to. Uh, so one last thing, uh, and, you know, I, I don't want to short anybody, of course. You, you had, uh, you didn't have, you know, these guys now, they got 10, 12, 14 coaches. Uh, you, you had two that we listed, and, and that was Bill Birch and, and Shorty Blanton. Yeah, and Glenn Riddle. And Glenn Riddle. So you had three, that was your coaching staff, pretty yeah. much. And I know you've told me before about Bill Birch, and he's just a, a, a bird dog scout, right? Yeah, he was a great coach, and he, he was the best co uh, scout I was ever around. I mean, uh, college people or what, he could, he could, Scout a game, come back and tell you every place they're going to run the ball and all that. This is a matter of you stopping. So you, so he he had the plan. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. He he, he told, I always got met with him. 
He'd tell me where they're going to be running the ball things and tell me what place to run and where to look. Wow. So what did he tell you about Fort Thomas? Well, he was. We, they, he told me they were going to be tough. <laughs> he didn't go into detail. He didn't sugarcoat no, it. No, no. He tells the old coach we're going. We'll have a tough night. So yeah. get prepared. Well, he said I'm not going to tell you. Try to tell you where we're going to run the ball or how we're going to stop because uh, it, it's going to be tough. Yeah. I knew it was going to be a tough game, but I didn't know it was going to be like that. Yeah. Well, um, this this was the the first season. This is our first episode. And uh, Tomcats in 1968, they go seven three and one in Herb Conley's first season as head coach, and that was uh, 52 years ago. Hard to believe that it's been that long, but I, I hope you've enjoyed this this uh, look back on the 1968 season. We're going to be doing it every year. So if you played for the Tomcats from 68 to 76, you're going to want to tune in to these podcasts because this was great today. I think we we learned a lot about that 68 team that that maybe we didn't know. And I will close with one other thing. Uh, you know, you had some interesting guys on that team who ended up doing some pretty cool things. You had, uh, uh, you know, Dave Hagerman was a, was a sophomore quarterback on that team. And Dave Hagerman was tough. Yeah. Uh, Dave Hagerman could have played on any football team I had started at defense. Wow. He was uh, uh, he But was, offense, he could throw the ball uh, five yards. Uh, and, of course, he ends up being a, being a judge, mm-hmm. you know, and, and a great one. He, uh, he's got the, the building named after him. You yes. Know? You and him are the only people I know of that have uh, big monuments after after you know, and you're all still alive. So you know that's a that's a pretty cool thing. And uh, you know you look I look back on uh, on this roster. Uh, uh, Paul Dehart was another one. He was uh, uh, he's a good friend, a good good Tomcat yeah. follower. I mean he's you know he's big into this. I know he would listen to this. Joe Mantle, of course, was was a name from from Tomcat past that you know that was really good. Uh, Larry Lineback. Larry Lombok. Yeah, was uh, uh, Lombok, I'm sorry. Yeah, was a, uh, you know, he was a good, he was a Courage Journal All-State Arnold Mention uh, end. Uh, deep you end. Know, uh, defensive end. Uh, you know, just uh, it, it, it's interesting looking back on the roster. And, you know, we've talked about Mike Abrams, of course, a lot. And, and Mike Johnson, who, you know, you, you obviously, you know, thought highly of as well. But, uh, you know, you're, you're now, you know, we're, we're going into 69 now and, and we'll, uh, It'll be interesting to see how the Tomcats do that season for people that don't know, and um, and as 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 the years progress. But Herb, it's been great catching up with you, and uh, we'll do it again here real soon. Sounds good. All right.